0: Should Christians celebrate Halloween?
1: So would you let your kid be a vampire? Would you let your kid be a witch? Would you let him be a samurai with a sword? What (laughs) if there was blood on the sword? What about a military person with a gun? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Would you let him be a wizard? We back everybody. What's up? What's Another up? Another episode of the Uncomplicated Podcast. Great to have you tuning in.
0: Great to be back.
1: Episode twenty something. We have a stack of questions that are submitted either at justicecolman.com or on Instagram or right in the YouTube comment section. And uh, make sure you subscribe because when you because when you do <laughs> it uh, <laughs> it helps us in the uh, helps us uh, with the visibility and the rankings. And so this is you know. not jujitsu, babe.
0: What you don't need to like. Headbutt anybody here
1: uh you don't have button jujitsu well you okay can. here you go first question <laughs> yeah.
0: all right should christians celebrate halloween
1: what a great question
0: should christians celebrate halloween what, a great, what a great question
1: yeah who asked this kind of question
0: um i think someone that's asking this question could be maybe a new believer okay trying to figure out whether this is something they should participate in now that they've maybe had like a, a different, you know, life, new life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah.
1: So uh, we have Trisha, Trisha on the on the keys. We call it on the Google keys. The Google <laughs> what's keys? up, everyone? Hey, what's up? Um, would you do a quick search on the history of Halloween? Because I think I know pretty well, but I want to make sure that I'm not spit, spitting out. False <laughs> information, but while you're searching Falsifying that, up, like just just let us know like how Halloween. you know where it comes from and that kind of stuff. I think that w- that would help inform the answer. But um, yeah, how about, about you in, in Halloween? I was just going to
0: ask you that question. Okay, did you grow up? You grew up in a Christian home. Yeah, I did. Did you grow up celebrating Halloween? And if you did, uh, what did that look like?
1: Both. So um, okay, I grew Explain. up loving to wear costumes as a kid. Okay, and um, I, I that, so Halloween was amazing. Okay, and then. Um, we went to a church that was Pentecostal, okay. but there was, I had some friends that gave me this VHS tape. Okay. And this tape had like all the background of Halloween and the occult and all this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. it just scared everybody so bad. We're like, dude, we can't celebrate Halloween. This is like the most wicked thing ever. We can't be in support of this.
0: Interesting.
1: And so after celebrating Halloween for all these years, Uh first year I was a ninja, (laughs) next year I was Zorro. Next year, ninja. Ninja again.
0: (laughs) How did I know? Yeah.
1: And then maybe Batman, which was half a ninja costume, half Zoro costume. Gotcha. Right. But lots of ninjas for Halloween. I I could see that. um, While Trisha's looking that up, what about you? Did you tell her?
0: Yeah. Like Halloween was an exciting time in my home growing up because there was this contest at school, and it was for the best costume. Every single year, one kid out of our entire school would win best costume. Stop it. And me and How my mom. How many people were in the school? Well, mostly my mom went to town. Hundreds. I mean, probably 800. Did kids you ever win? Every single year.
1: You won <laughs> every year the yes. costume contest? Yes.
0: And all credit goes to Myra Oliva. Shout out to her. Do you have her. pictures
1: of these costumes? Of
0: course I do.
1: Pull up the pictures of these costumes. Let's see if I can pull it up. Play. So, Trisha, um, um, while she's pulling that up, this is what I know about see. Halloween, okay? I believe it was 500 years ago, Martin Luther, the Reformation. This is all connected to church. Like, the day the Protestant church was born, I think that's where Halloween comes from. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was a Reformation day. And the reason why we have costumes was because they would put on these... uh, costumes to scare the demons or to mock the demons. Like, that's where I think 500 years ago Halloween came from. Sounds about right. Yeah. Tricia, am sure. I anywhere close to that?
0: <laughs> well, truth is, is that it has evolved over time. Of course. Sure. But it actually dates back thousands of years ago. Okay. Um, to a Celtic New Year's celebration called Samhain. Okay. Which was the ending, or the beginning of winter. Okay. So, and then it's evolved over the years. Actually, many cultures Oh, it's have connected embodied, to winter solstice? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Which is... To, pagan gnarly stuff yeah well the same thing though trisha is christmas though christmas i think is also connected i can look it up yeah so let's get into that because well, just let's be, look at because like, some real people quick. go <laughs> i don't know if you oh can my zoom gosh in
0: on that, but can you zoom I, in on that i, Dude, I don't know zoom in on can.
1: this zoom in on let's this, this. Zoom it's this. i mean
0: it's a picture of a picture but zoom in on this, this was what? first grade I was a red cardinal and my mom handmade this entire costume of, that like looks hot. glued every feather looks to warm in there. literally dyed. I'm wearing, you can't, I don't know. I have web feet y'all. And I don't know if you can really zoom in. I have a beak that is glued to my like six year old face that my mom's like, just hold still. Like she took no, I had fake eyelashes that were like silver. It's phenomenal. And Um, so yeah, she just... Next one, next one, next one, next one. Let's see. Hold on, hold on. Next one. Um, here's a fun one. Here's, uh, me in kindergarten as a fairy princess and then Kendall, our daughter, (laughs) using the same costume 30 years later. uh, Hold on, Can you see that?
1: Look at that. Look at the detail. Yeah. Man, you have any more? You have Um, the Tin Man? Remember the Tin Man? Oh, maybe. Hold on. You have the Tin Man? One time? (laughs) Dude, you have... (laughs) This is the one that I've seen before.
0: I'm missing the silver gloves here. There were silver gloves. Everything was dyed from, like... Shoelaces to gloves to shoes, like my mom would just go all out with costumes. Okay. So it was really fun.
1: All right, silver let's, face. Though. Okay, let's let's get back into the question. Should <laughs> Christians celebrate Halloween?
0: So I grew up celebrating Halloween.
1: I grew up celebrating Halloween until I stopped celebrating Halloween because uh, of of Christ- because of our faith. Sure. And it was like, oh, you don't want to do that.
0: I never never had that. I, I grew up at a Pentecostal church as well. Um, but was it
1: extreme though? Like- it was
0: very. I mean. Very Pentecostal, like move of the spirit. Yes, probably but, but more Pentecostal than your church. But was
1: it like people wear certain things and like? That I mean, of? we
0: dr- we dressed up to church. Like people were in suits. Yeah, but it wasn't dresses. like oppressing women and saying you
1: couldn't wear certain stuff, right?
0: No, but I never wore pants to church. Growing and, and up,
1: and was that because of it being? Uh,
0: that was probably a little bit more cultural. It was a Hispanic church, and I feel like Hispanic churches the the mindset is you you bring your you wear your best. For God, because to this day, I feel like Pentecostal, uh, non-Hispanic churches don't dress up. And it's still very much like a Hispanic culture thing with bringing your best. And I think (laughs) that's another story for another day. But I think socioeconomic, like your best includes your dress, whereas maybe like a white collar, Caucasian family doesn't have. Anyway, so. um, So
1: your parents started a church, though, when you were like in junior high. uh Uh-huh. So you, were, you became a pastor's kid. Yeah. So now they're leading a congregation, and they're probably saying, Pastor, do we celebrate Halloween or not? Oh, Because I get this question for the last—I've been pastoring now like 16 years. I get this question every single year. Yeah. Should we celebrate Halloween or not? Like, it's like a really good question.
0: Yeah, I I grew up celebrating it when my dad was pastoring. Even the church that I grew up at, we'd have harvest festivals.
1: Oh, my gosh. My kid went to a private Christian school back in the day, and <laughs> he got—they they didn't do— my kid, as in your kid, too. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they did not do Halloween Day.
0: Oh, they can't dress up. They did
1: Scarecrow Day. Oh,
0: I know. It's so and, annoying. And
1: you could not dress up. You had to dress up as a no, Scarecrow only. No, our kids.
0: It's so funny. So our kids I'm like, if you're going gonna to have Christian Halloween, school. have Halloween. They, <laughs> yes, that was preschool. But now it's hysterical because on Halloween, parents are dropping their kids off with the parents in their costumes going to work. And the kids are in their uniforms because they're not allowed to dress.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious
0: so it's yeah it's so, a thing it's but a thing in what's the, the
1: common denominator here this has to do with with the way people are representing their faith yeah right mm-hmm. and like i don't want to tell people there's a right or wrong way to do it right i'm trying to be careful with this yeah but do know that halloween is tied to our faith like it is tied now what trisha is saying why don't is, you explain
0: that a little bit more because that well, was kind of a loaded statement
1: well Five hundred. If I'm right, five hundred years ago, this was a church holiday. Uh-huh. You know, Uh is saying even before that,
0: it was something else. But the,
1: tr- the the church has this incredible tradition of hijacking other holidays. Uh huh. So people go, oh, Jesus really wasn't born in. In December, in December, he was born probably in October because when they say the sheep were at night, they never would be outside at night because it would have been too cold or something like that. Uh-huh. Or, you know, or you look at the, you know, there's no way it would have been except the fall. It wouldn't have right, been winter, right, right? Right, right? And they go, so then why did December 25th become a thing? And it was because there was another holiday going on at that time that was worshiping pagan gods. And the Christians were like, well, hey, why don't we hijack this holiday mm. and make it for ourselves? And in times of heavy persecution... When a lot of, you know, when people are dying for their faith, when there's already a holiday going on, yeah. that's a great time to hijack it. Mm-hmm. You know, because the birth of Christ is so important. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us. Every right. one of the Gospels includes the birth of Christ because it's like, dude, God becomes a man. This is huge. This is the biggest day in yeah. human history. Like, you got to celebrate Christmas. So you got to point somewhere to say this is the day we're going to celebrate it. You know, just yeah. like sometimes we don't celebrate our own birthdays on the actual physical day, but we make sure we celebrate it. Yeah. Like, the same thing was like this, be, this had to become... You know, they had to choose a day. Why not choose a day that already had people didn't have work that day or already had a lot of commotion going on to camouflage their persecution? Or how about this? Because not only does the church have a great tradition of hijacking holidays, God has a great history of redeeming absolutely everything he can. There you go. And so that's where this conversation needs to go. What is redemption? Yeah. Because redemption is when God says, I don't have to waste anything. Mm. I'm God I don't have to waste your pain right I don't have to waste an evil holiday I don't have to waste a good ninja costume sitting in your closet <laughs> You know what I mean like God doesn't yeah. and so That's really where you want to that's really what I'm to get into and the whole in the world Not of the world thing that I was kind of talking about in the beginning comes from John chapter 17 And Jesus the last prayer before he sent you know before he leaves his disciples he tells him that he says listen I could pull you out of the world with me right now, mm-hmm. but I'm not.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm actually sending you into the into the world. Well, I'm preach. And uh he doesn't say I'm going to he doesn't say I'm going to pull you out of the world. He says I'm going to p- help protect you while you're in the world. Yeah. Which is a completely different philosophy from what some some Pentecostal or some Christian traditions have got into, which is, yeah. "Oh, we don't see movies." We don't do that. We don't do that because we're not of the world. Yeah. Which you gotta remember, John 3 16, for God so loved the world he sent his son into the world. Right. right? So you have when we take on the posture of going into the world, we're not pushing away culture. Mm-hmm. We're redeeming culture. That's good. We're not pushing away. Now, are we are we pushing away? Are you abstaining from sinful things? Yeah. And you can do that with Halloween. Cause yeah. like, I bet you there are, even though we as a family celebrate Halloween, mm-hmm. there are definitely costumes I wouldn't let my kids wear.
0: Oh, totally. Right.
1: So there's, 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 there's a moment where the, you know, the world right. takes something like Halloween, no matter where it comes from and they just make it awful. Right. right? And then the devil's going to jump on that sucker too and make it awful. Totally. And what I mean, what costumes would you not let our kids wear?
0: Well, I can remember as far back as one of my earliest memories in kindergarten it being Halloween. And it was Halloween at school and I think like at lunchtime the parents came and we put our costumes on and I remember a friend of mine dressed up as a vampire and I was four years old and maybe maybe just turned five and I was, all of a sudden my friend, I became absolutely terrified of. Like I remember- You were
1: actually scared of your friend? I was scared of
0: my friend. I was just to turn five years old and I remember avoiding my friend Because their costume was so scary to me. And so, I mean, there is something, you know, yes, we celebrate Halloween. Yes, I love dressing up. Well, not so much anymore, but I loved it as a kid. I love my kids. My kids love to dress up. We've always, I think, thought of it as like a redemption holiday. We
1: chose that decision.
0: Right. right? We made a decision.
1: We said we're not going to, we're not going to, on Halloween, right? we're not going to turn our lights off in our neighborhood. right? We're not going to... You know, disappear in front of our neighbors, right, and be like we're not we know, don't celebrate, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, we chose to redeem it, yeah, which is actually one why argue mm-hmm. the most Christian thing to do mm-hmm. is to love your neighbors really well on Halloween, yeah, and maybe you don't have to decorate your house with you know scary, a bunch of tombs and zombies and a bunch evil. of death, right, glorifying death, but shoot, shouldn't Christians, what if like? What if, like, everyone's like, dude, I want to go to the Christian's house on the <laughs> block on Halloween. Let's go trick-or-treat in that neighborhood because that's where the Christians are at. And they give the best candy away. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. what if the Christians had the best candy on Halloween? What if they had the most fun, you know? I yeah. have a friend who, what he did was, their last name is Lee. Mm-hmm. And they they called themselves uh, the... Baristas, mm-hmm. and they set up. They all dressed up as Starbucks baristas, <laughs> and they set up Starbucks out on the sidewalk. And they all the neighbors that came by, they served coffee to them mm-hmm. and met their neighbors and loved their neighbors. And they just became heroes on the block. And it's like, dude, that's where Christians should be. We should take a. We should take a, a holiday like Halloween yeah. and redeem it, yeah. and give it the best version of it to the world. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we've done with Christmas. Yeah, and I think that's what we could do. With Halloween, and yeah. it could be the love your neighbor holiday.
0: Right. I forget what your question was. Oh, what costumes will we not let our kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we just kind of draw the line with anything like evil or scary. Yeah. Um.
1: So would you let your kid be a vampire? No. Would you let your kid be a witch? No. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Would you let him be a wizard?
0: No. Not
1: even a wizard? I don't think so. Really?
0: I okay. mean, they've never asked, but we're right. we're into princess and... Spider Man, Pokemon, <laughs> uh, you know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Minnie Mouse.
1: Would you let him be a samurai with a sword?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what if there was blood on the sword?
0: Ah, uh, it's a little violent. I don't know. All,
1: All right. Sure. What about a military person with a gun?
0: Yes, they'd yeah. like to be. All right.
1: You let him carry. It. Okay.
0: All right. Fake gun. All right. I don't know. Should
1: Christians celebrate Halloween? Tie us up. What do you think?
0: I think. Uh, Is there a yes, right or wrong way to do it? No, I think obviously we all have different convictions and yeah. leading a church. So because I grew up in a context where Halloween was never, um, I guess, deemed a bad thing. Um, that was my, my upbringing. When we started pastoring more recently, I've um, met families that are like, oh, we don't celebrate Halloween. And I was pretty taken back by it just because it wasn't. My my worldview, basically. And um, and I think everyone has different convictions, and, and that's okay. I think I love, 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 love the thought of redeeming anything. Yeah. And I think um, there are commandments to love your neighbor. Yeah. And that means the people that live around you. Like, how many of us don't even know our neighbors? <laughs> or how many of us, you know, technically... God has put us, positioned us next to a family to yeah. influence and to befriend and to love. And like, we don't even wave when we drive by, like yeah. we don't know their names. And yeah. so I just think it. Um, you can use anything to to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And so I I love how you said that. I think it uncomplicates it. And I think there is no right or wrong answer. I think you obviously, God has given us the Holy Spirit to navigate our life. And so he'll help us. But I I love the posture of redeeming the holiday.
1: If you're, if you're, if you have a conviction about it, maybe you had a different upbringing and you saw some, maybe you're,
0: (laughs) maybe you experienced some really evil things. Dude, I had this one
1: friend who, Grew up in the occult, yeah. And she's like, "There's no way I'm celebrating, my Hallib- celebrating Halloween." She yeah. goes, "We used to like cut chickens' heads off and oh. do all sorts of gnarly stuff." She's like, "I'm there's no way I'm part of that." Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I don't think this is a right or wrong situation, right. but I do think it's something that you should decide for your family why you're going to do it or why you're not going to do it.
0: That's really good. And
1: then be careful with your neighbors that they don't feel shunned by right. you. Because I remember one year we were trick or treating in a different. Remember we were trick or treating in a different neighborhood. And then we came back to our house, and oh, it was yeah. just lit. Like we had no idea that our neighborhood would just went off yeah, on it was Halloween. A we there. Remember? Yeah, and know. I'm stuck in the middle of the street with a car. We couldn't and even
0: get into we, our driveway. Yeah,
1: and then and I get out of the car, and everyone's just yelling, "Justice, justice!" <laughs> and there's like giant M Ms running at me, and like our whole neighbor because we knew all of our neighbors, right? And I'm like, "Shoot, I don't have enough candy for everybody," and my lights have been off, and I'm like I'm a terrible neighbor. Yeah, and uh, so. Yeah, I mean, you could also do a hybrid where you just don't—you're not home that day, so you don't, so people don't feel like you're shunning them. But you leave a big bowl of awesome candy out there or something. I don't know. It's just—I
0: it, think you—I think you hit the nail on the head. It was just know why why you're yeah. doing what you do. If it's because someone told you not to, I think that's a, a great rule for anything. in like, like if you're not processing and praying and figuring out why you're not doing this or why you are doing that, that's like, that's just a great question to always, why do I prioritize for us church at the beginning of our week, every week? Like that is something that we have established in our family. It's important to us. It's a priority. It really, when you ask yourself that question, it starts allowing you to figure out the priorities in your life because you're not just doing things because that's how you've always done it. So great. I think that's. When I was
1: a youth pastor, I was like, we had to do the Halloween parties every year because these kids (laughs) need an alternative because there's a bunch of gnarly stuff going on, especially college, dude. College age, dude, there's the gnarliest Halloween parties, dude. And it's just debauchery, right? And I remember one year I did a great Halloween party and then I got up on the roof with like a a mask and a chainsaw for the youth group. (laughs) You weren't there for that, and we lured the kids I think outside. I was I was like, was <laughs> 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 I started the chainsaw, and all these kids are like crying. It was the best Halloween oh ever? Oh my gosh! Oh, okay. All right, let's try to hit one more or two more. Yeah,
0: let's do it. I think we have a next one bit more time.
1: Next one. Next one. Next one. Next one. Does God punish people? What do you Does think? Does
0: God? Push- I think. I will tweak that question a little bit to, should God punish people?
1: <laughs> should God punish people?
0: Or does God punish people? Those are no, two that's, that's you,
1: I mean, do you want God to punish people? So the person who writes this question, maybe they're writing because they feel guilty of something they've done, and that's they're like, I oh my said. gosh, what if God's going to punish me? Do I need to be afraid? Or maybe they've had something awful done to you. Mm. And so you're going, is that guy going to get away with it forever?
0: Yeah two very different perspectives but two important ones. should
1: God punish people
0: should God punish people you know
1: in the in the Bible the Old Testament especially the New Testament too but the Old Testament especially before the people of Israel had a king especially they, mm-hmm. they always called them the children of Israel yeah it was like you don't have a king but you have a father mm and they were a group that was really in the minority and incredibly oppressed and at one time f- f- 400 years slaves just being punked yeah. right by pharaoh and then even after that they didn't have much and they were just you know mm-hmm. And the narrative you know the the story is these are my kids If you jack with my kids right. God's coming after you yeah, you know and People read the Old Testament and they're like, oh, all the violence and all the stuff. And I'm like, well, you're not a dad. So you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Once you become a dad, you get it. Yeah. You know, like I remember when I first had my daughter, you know, and I was holding her for the first time and I thought to myself, I would do time for her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would I remember go, you saying that. Yeah. You're like,
0: I will go to jail for this little girl. I like would. if someone jacks with her, yeah. no problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to and, no. and, and I, but yeah, I mean, it's my responsibility to protect her to protect her, and take care of her. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, a lot of people probably don't like that I said that, but that's <laughs> in my heart. That was in my heart the day that I have a kid. Yeah. is suddenly I'm more than a man. I'm a father. hmm And, you know, when people think about heaven or hell. Yeah. They tell me I don't understand how God can, you know, send people to hell. Mm-hmm. And I think people who've lived out hell on earth as the result of, mm. of somebody else's crime, right. they've been victimized, they've been hurt, they've been taken advantage of, they've been bullied, you know, yeah. or they've been molested, taken advantage of at a young age, raped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to ask yourself, should God send people to hell? Right. That's what you need to ask yourself. That's, do you want a God, not that you get to pick who God is, but do you want a God... Who has the last say Mm. and is just right and do do you do you is that the kind of god would you trust a god like that more or less what kind of god do you want do you want a god that like i said you don't get to pick your god but something for me Mm -hmm. makes me trust god and feel safer knowing that i don't even have to get i don't even have to get revenge for myself that revenge belongs to the lord yeah and I can actually forgive and let go of things, knowing that there's a God who's in control, who's going to make all things right. Yeah. And even though it won't might not necessarily be in my timing or the way I want to do it, it's not. Maybe the question isn't does does God punish people. It should God punish people, and right. then how He punishes them is up to them. But if He's a just God, the crime will fit the the punishment will fit the crime. Yeah. Too heavy.
0: No, I think that's good. I think it, it makes me think of another question that's somewhat related. But I had this conversation with a friend of mine who's not a follower of Jesus, and we were just talking about um, being deserving of of good things. And she was saying, I, I don't know what I was telling her, forget the exact conversation, but it was along the lines of um, her she said, well, you deserve that, Maria. You're such a good person. You deserve that. And I was like, what? And I was like, I don't deserve crap. (laughs) And she was like, no, you do. Like you help people in your church and like you feed the homeless and your church does all these things. And like you and justice like work so hard. You deserve that. And I was like, no, like I deserve punishment for my like selfishness and my sin. And I'm not deserving of anything good in my life. It's only because of Jesus that like he makes any of this possible. And I think sometimes we, especially now live in a culture where everyone feels like they're deserving. Yeah. The entitlement's nuts. The entitlement is just crazy in our culture right now. And I feel like, You know, when you think of punishment, I think of the word, I I guess punishment sounds more severe, but I think of discipline. Yeah. I think of a a, a relationship with a parent and like, I love my kids, but I don't want them to grow up to be entitled, spoiled, like selfish human beings that do nothing good on this earth. Like I want them to grow up to be selfless and take care of people as they're able to take care of themselves. and love people and make a difference in this world. But I think somewhere in our culture, we've missed, uh, thinking that no one deserves punishment, that everyone deserves everything that you don't have to work. Like, I I don't know. It's just, uh, it, I think what you're saying is going there when I heard that, that's such
1: a, a worldly way of thinking. You deserve it. Totally. It's not a, it's not a Biblical way of thinking for sure. Mm-hmm. It's not a healthy way of thinking hundred percent that kind of thinking will set you up for a lot of Disappointment in life. Yeah, and it'll skew your expectations. Yeah big time And so, you know, it says in Hebrews that God is like a father Which mm-hmm. I was saying a minute ago and he says he disciplines the ones he loves right that word discipline is also translated punish, right? He punishes the ones he loves. Mm-hmm. So it depends on which Bible translation you read, because I can't remember the word in Greek before it's translated into English, but discipline's probably the best way to say it.
0: 100%. Corrects
1: the ones he loves. Right. Right? Like if you think about me taking my kid's iPad away or as a kid, we got spankings, mm-hmm. right? You know, there was correction. So it was punishment, but it was more correction. But it we was, almost
0: don't like the word punishment is what I where exactly. I'm going. It's like, this yes, we were This question is, punished. does God
1: punish people? And the thing is, is like, people don't want God to punish them, but... Real maturity right. is saying, "God, punish me for the little things. <laughs> yeah. Now, correct me in the little things. Now, I need your discipline now. Yeah, because Hebrews he says this: God is like a father who disciplines his sons, mm-hmm. and if you, and it says this: Which of you were disciplined by your own father and were resentful? Mm-hmm. It says you weren't. You were grateful yeah. because that meant he truly was your father. Yeah, and if God doesn't discipline you. Then you are an illegitimate son or daughter. That's what Hebrew says. Mm -hmm. And so, does God punish people? Well, man, I hope that I'm being disciplined by God. I mean, I don't want, you know, I I, it's not that I am I want the pain, but I would rather have a little pain. I would rather have a course correct here or there. I'd rather learn the lesson the hard way on the front end to learn. You know, I'd rather learn about you know. I think you're saying
0: though, like I want to grow. That's what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Because Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I too like God. Tell me where I can where I'm messing up. Tell show me the the dirtiness, the the selfishness in my heart. You know, and sometimes we're not asking God to do that. And but in His love and His grace, He's showing us that because He wants us to grow.
1: But I think that's real maturity. Is when you say what you said, God. It, you know, I don't want to learn this the hard way. Right. But man, help me here. I don't want to. And I and I see it a lot. I see it. In I was an example was I was gonna give but like gossip Mm -hmm. like, you know There's people in my life that I know that I can't really talk to about things because I hear them talk about Other people and when I hear someone talk about somebody else. I immediately go. Well, they're not a safe place Right, you know, and then they wonder why we're not close Mm -hmm. But I can't really share everything that's going on because I don't know if they're gonna be running their mouth about me, you know, and um, Then that person loses friendships and they're so upset that they lost friendships, right? And then I'm like, yeah, but you're learning this lesson with your friend rather than you do that about your boss and you lose your job, mm. right? So, like, there's, like, sometimes we got to learn these these things when we're in the wrong, when we're living, you know, pride, you know what I mean, gossip, um, just many different things that God in our life, all of us has said, you know what, let me help you tweak this now. Let me just, disp- either you lose your friends now, yeah. you know, learn that lesson now than, than than later i mean when jesus talked about hell he talked about um a garbage dump that was outside the city and it was Gehenna. called yeah 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 Gehenna. and he said this is, he goes this is what hell is like he goes where the fire never you know dies and the worms mm. always eating you know and he's saying this is what it's like so outside the city so like if you if you believe that jesus is going to return and then the world is going to be like this new jerusalem says in, in in revelation 21 am i going too deep no yeah like God's gonna return and make the world good again the way he intended. it's almost like he's still not forcing his kingship on everybody so it's like if you live outside the city, that's where like hell's at like mm. where not God is at so right. like hell is also this picture of like being far from God or being alone or being you know mm-hmm. in the the place where people don't want to be with Jesus you know hell hell is for people that that don't want to be with Jesus period right because heaven is for people who do want to be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. People all, all the time ask me, like, how could God send someone to a loving, a loving God send somebody to hell? And I just don't think about it that way. I, I think, how could God let anybody into heaven? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, how could God let anybody into heaven? Yeah. Who the heck is worthy to be with a holy God? Right. Like, only, only in this faith in Christ that God would give us his, make
0: it possible, his righteousness, yeah. that we get
1: his life instead of ours, would it be possible? Because... You know, that, and that's what that's what the Christian faith is, is that Jesus lived a life from a baby all the way to a man because he had to live our life for us mm-hmm. and pass all the tests and never sin. So that when he died for us, he died a perfect sacrifice. Yeah. So people are like, how come God didn't just show up as a man and jump on the cross and atone for the sins of the world and bounce? Well, because he, he came as a man, a baby, a baby, and did that so that, you know, and he was tempted, the Bible says, in every way that we are, so that when he died on the cross, he died as the God-man. Mm-hmm. But is as important it is that he was God, it was just important that he was a man. Yeah. Hundred percent man, hundred percent God. Fully both. So that the death that we deserve is
0: right.
1: is done for us. Right. So the cross is the death I'm the one who's supposed to be on the cross. Yeah. So when your when your friend says when your friend says you deserve all these good things, you mm-hmm. should treat yourself or you should do that. Like for me, when someone says that to me or when I get an attitude like that, I don't sure. know about you That's what I told
0: you the minute that I feel like I deserve something is a red flag for myself that like my perspective on the forgiveness that I've been extended. I am probably not extending because I feel like I've done something on my own to deserve where I'm at. And I, I, that's just couldn't Um, be what I deserve is to answer (laughs) for all the (laughs) terrible things things I've I've said, I've done, I've hurt people. I've hurt people. Yeah. I've
1: hurt myself.
0: Yeah, just even hurting yourself, being selfish.
1: Yeah, withholding the things know? that I knew that I shouldn't do that I did, the things that I knew that I should do that I didn't do. Right. There's no way to escape that we deserve to answer for, for the you know what I deserve is <laughs> <His> punishment. <laughs> yes, is punishment. Yes, it's hell. Right. What I deserve his hell. Yeah. And uh, th- I don't deserve to be with the Holy God. Mm-mm. Not even close. No. So. That's why Christ means so much to me. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when I hear people talk about living with no regrets. It, it drives just me oh, so crazy. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. I don't know yeah. if you want to talk about that at all. but
0: Yeah, I mean, we could. I think that's a, a thing it's that we hear. It is entitlement. Yeah. I, I don't regret anything I've ever done. I think to say that, at least what I hear, and I say this humbly, is just... Gosh, are you serious? You don't regret anything you've ever done. Like I have so many regrets. I'm, like if you had
1: a time machine, I'm, you wouldn't go back in time. I, and I do would that say things
0: different. I would treat people different. I would spend my money different. Like yeah. I, I would be less selfish. I would. I regret so much, and so to like live a life of no regrets just feels like you're living a life. I don't know. I I don't know how to categorize it without it sounding. Someone might hear but, you
1: say that though and go be like, "That sounds like guilt."
0: No, I think I know I'm forgiven. And so I live in this posture of gratitude. But with that gratitude comes the realization that I've messed up. And if I don't, you know, realize my mess ups, then that's where my gratitude meter really is unbalanced. Um, Unbalanced is the wrong word, but not properly weighed. Yeah, Yeah. Um, Because we are so imperfect. We all make mistakes, yet there's a God despite all of that, that says, I love you. I forgive you. Yeah. I choose you. There's grace. There's mercy. Yeah. There's love. There's compassion. There's what's the difference that between I, grace and mercy. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what you
1: do deserve. Okay. So grace is, grace is when you say it again,
0: grace is getting what you don't deserve. Okay.
1: Right. So when your friend goes, Oh, you deserve it. <laughs> you no, know, that you deserve, is the grace of God is what I told That's the grace of God. Yes. Right. Any good
0: thing in my life is just the grace of God because All I good deserve, things come from God. I wholeheartedly believe that.
1: Grace is when you get what you don't deserve, right? Mercy is when you don't get— What you do deserve. What you do deserve, right? Yes. So mercy, God is showing us mercy yep. in Jesus because what we deserve— yep. Is to hang on the cross for all the terrible things we've done, right? And somebody's watching this right now, and they're like, "I don't deserve to hang on the cross for all the things we've done." And then somebody is watching, and they and they're going, "That person who hurt me definitely deserves to hang on the cross Mm. for all they've done." Right? The difference is, do you realize that you do you have a do you actually have do you have that entitled? Yeah, I'm not wrong. I don't need to repent. I'm not, you know. Yeah. Um. Grace would be not only that we don't get. The punishment they deserve, but we actually get to become God's son or daughter. In right. Return. We don't understand like God, this is God's world. This is his world. We, you know, we're born into this world and we start s- serving ourselves, worshiping ourselves, doing whatever we want with our life. And as a result, it's hurting people. Yeah. There's people without water to drink, food to eat. Yeah. There's people who are who are who who are in absolute suffering, and then there's some of us just standing by doing nothing about it. Right, like it's 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 you know, and then we and then you know we get to the end of our life, and God's like, dude, all these people that were you could have helped, you didn't help. All these all this you put all this energy toward living for yourself. What we were doing is we were actually working against God the whole time because mm. He put us here
0: to be part of His solution and yeah. His plan for he the He put the us world. here to change the world. Yeah,
1: and He and He gives us gives us everything that we need to do that right he forgives us he gives us the holy spirit yeah. and he gives us himself so to reject him is actually huge yeah it's huge you're actually work, so the bible te- actually teaches that we are the enemies of god before he redeems us before he saves us right so he has mercy on his enemies we're his enemies then he gives us grace through jesus mm-hmm. which means now we go from being the enemy of god to being his son to being in the family, yeah, yeah. yeah. So God takes enemies,
0: makes forgives
1: them, adopts them into the family. Yeah, right. Not on anything that they that they did for themselves, but on everything that He did for them through Jesus. Yeah. So that's why the gospel's so wild and it's people radical. Mi- people miss the gospel. Yeah, they think of it as um, they think of it as just believing that Jesus is real. Mm. They don't see it as an actual reorientation of their entire life you went from being an enemy of god to now being a son or daughter you changed teams (laughs) you changed teams so the famous line you're either for me or against me Mm -hmm. you know who said that jesus Jesus. (laughs) yeah that's jesus's line (laughs) you're either for me or against me and the reason why he says that is because there's no there's not three teams right there's only a team of darkness and selfishness Mm -hmm. and pursuing your own self and your own dreams and then there's the, pl- there's, there's the team of light, yeah. which is redeeming the world and changing the world and doing all this incredible stuff. And everybody gets an invitation to that team. But yeah. the people who reject that invitation by means, you know, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He makes it possible for us to join that team. Everybody who rejects that is choosing to continue to work against God. Yeah. And then we get to the end of our life and everybody is, you know, everybody says that they wake up and they see a bright light, Right. That, that's I, I hear that life after death stories is like I woke up and I saw the light right and here's what everyone is gonna See when that light everybody's gonna see the face of Jesus That's what they're gonna see that light is just gonna be like, and it's gonna be Jesus the scripture says that he judges everyone Right, mm-hmm. so it says in Hebrews you're appointed to live once to die and then to face judgment There's no there's no you're coming back to, to there's no reincarnation, right? There's no you you are appointed to live once you get one shot at this and then to die and then to face judgment. And then judgment is going to be Jesus. Yeah. And so we're going to wake up, and some of us are going to see Jesus' face, and we're going to go, Oh, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and some of us are going to wake up and see Jesus' face and go, Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like it's going to be the best day of your life, or it's going to be the worst day of your life. Because you're either excited to see Jesus, or you're like, Oh, crap. Yeah. This is the person I rejected my entire life. Mm. This see, is all true. Yeah. God really did love me enough to make a way when there wasn't a way for me and I didn't take the way. Were you into some prayer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: God, I pray right now that you would reveal yourself yeah. to everyone that is watching, that you are a God of love and you're a just God and you're a uh, sovereign. I pray that, um, think people that are watching this are either know you or maybe interested in knowing you. And I just pray this week and even today, whenever they're watching it, whether it's this week or years from now on YouTube, God, that you would reveal yourself to them in, in such um, a real way. I pray that the things that maybe have been complicated about faith would begin to unravel and become less complicated as they seek you. The Bible says, as we seek you, we'll find you. So I pray that people would continue to seek you wherever they are on their journey of faith and um, that they would fall madly in love with you. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: If you want help following Jesus, Amen. right there at justicecoleman.com, submit for a free Bible. We'll send you a Bible. It's yeah. called the Uncomplicated New Testament to help you on your journey. Dude, leave us a comment. Let us know if this episode touched your life. Share it um just send us a message we're doing this uh to try to help people keep life's complicated enough (laughs) we love you guys
0: bye